Hey everybody, welcome inside the broadcast booth. This is Brian Wright, riding solo today. I want to talk about why competition is good, and I want to get some thoughts into your head that you may have not thought about before, and getting you thinking like a high-level CEO would when looking at competition and how to thrive in a competitive marketplace. And a lot of times we talk on this podcast, and whether I'm speaking at events or just our company in general when we're talking with our current clientele or prospective clients, is thinking about it very differently than how healthcare practices in the industry has always really looked at it. The best CEOs forever, really, but especially now in a lot of different industries that are very competitive, look at it the opposite of how the rest of the CEOs, business owners, entrepreneurs may look at it. And that's what we specialize in talking with our clients about how you become a fabulous entrepreneur. Forget the fact that you're a clinician, which of course you are. We have the ultimate respect for that. But for you to succeed, it's all about acting like the most famous entrepreneurs. And one of the ways you you do that is by looking at competition differently. Competition is a fabulous thing, especially in healthcare, especially in dentistry, orthodontics, but also other specialties. If you're a plastic surgeon out there or if you're a restaurant owner out there that happen to be listening, I know we have quite a few uh, listeners to this podcast that are actually outside healthcare. And that's what's so cool about what it is we do, the principles that we talk about. The things that we discuss on this show, and as a company in general, help any type of business. It's the business foundation. It's the, it's the three pillars to success. Great management, great marketing, great ongoing employee training. All three of those apply to every aspect of every business on the planet. But look at this for a second. The way most healthcare practices try to grow is from the outside in. We've talked about it a lot. If they want more new patients, they go out and they think about the first thing that comes in their mind is postcards, it's billboards, it's TV, it's radio, it's print ads. That's the for pay-per-click. Those are the first things that come to mind for the 99 percenters. For the one percenters and why you're able to crush your competition if you function like this, and it's always crazy to me, even with some of our current clientele that may be listening today, it's always crazy how... You can put the facts and have these discussions over and over and over again of what is proven to grow a business at the highest levels. And 99% of people won't do it that way. One, because it is harder work. It does require you to change. It requires your staff to change and everything with inside your doors to change. But when you do it, there isn't one thing on the planet all added together that can even remotely come close to growing your practice, growing your business, like the inside-out approach. And if you haven't listened to the one podcast we did, it's called Growing Your Practice Backwards. That is a podcast that you absolutely need to listen to because it talks more in depth about what the inside-out approach is. But in a competitive marketplace, because the vast majority of practices do it the same way, the vast majority of businesses do it the same way. And I'll give you an example. We do a lot of mystery calls. And I always talk about when I, when I keynote speak places, I, I talk about if you could mystery call. One of the reasons we do the mystery calls is it really gives visibility to the doctor, to the business owner and the management team, how bad things are on the phone. And the practices, it, it, it kind of makes me chuckle a little bit because the practices, the doctors, the owners that will tell you, oh, our phones aren't that bad, our phones are great, are always the ones where the phones are the worst, always. Almost 100% of the time, 
they have the biggest issues on the phones. And the reason being is, is their attitude towards it. Oh, my phones are great. My people wouldn't answer it that way. Because they have that attitude, they never train on them. They don't, the, the receptionists in those practices never get the ongoing, ongoing, not training, ongoing training to constantly improve their skill set. And those doctors aren't providing any oversight. So the stats aren't being tracked. So the doctor has no idea what the conversion rate is for any individual given receptionist in their practice. So that's why almost 100% of doctors, and if you are one, it's not a criticism, but the facts are wake up because you have issues on your telephones. It's just plain and simple. Every practice does to certain extents, and it's a real epidemic in healthcare. But the reason I bring this up is for the simple fact of everybody does it the same. If a patient says, hey, what what does the first appointment look like? The response, we've been doing mystery calls for a long, long time. And it always makes me laugh a little bit when we hear a doctor say, oh boy, our, our first appointment is amazing. And I say, okay, well, how does your receptionist articulate that to a consumer that's shopping that knows nothing about you? And a light bulb goes on when we say that, because again, remember, you've heard this in other podcasts, is is that every word I'm speaking to you today, everything, your brain is flipping that into a photo image. Every single thing that you say to your patients, to your clientele, to your customers, whatever type business owner you are out there listening to this, those people and your own employees, they flip it into an image. That's how our brain works. So if your people cannot verbally articulate the image of why your appointment is so great, why your customer service, patient experience, whatever you want to call that is so great, then the reality is it stinks. And that's so important for you to understand is that it doesn't matter how good you are clinically. It doesn't matter how good your food is at your restaurant. It doesn't matter what a great customer service experience you have, patient experience. It doesn't matter if your people cannot verbally articulate it in a way, speaking the consumer language, to make the consumer, because that's all that matters, actually believe that it's as good as you believe it is. Because you believing it means nothing. That's where it starts, because hopefully you're proud of it, and hopefully you let your team know, hey, look, these are the things I want you to say. This is how you say it. Now let's practice it on an ongoing basis, but you, people don't do that. Restaurants don't do it. Healthcare practices don't do it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the reason why I bring up the telephones as an example, a couple things, is one, if you could mystery call every aspect of the practice, the financial presentation, uh, how in a GP practice, how the hygienist is speaking, uh, how the doctor speaks inside a consult, you know, the whole patient experience start to finish. If you could do a mystery call for every aspect of practices, people would just be astonished, not in a good way, about how many lost opportunities are occurring every single day via every single aspect of their entire practice. When you make an outbound call to follow up with a patient that didn't purchase treatment for the first, the first time, and now you're trying to get them back through your doors to purchase treatment. How the verbiage on that call is used whenever you happen to get a hold of that patient on the phone. See, everybody talks about the new patient call. They talk about the financial presentation, patient experience. But what about the outbound calls to get people back to your doors? There's very specific language that has to be used. Very specific language. In practices, the people within aren't trained on how to use that that language. So that's another example of one that really can't be mystery called. So the mystery calls and the new patient calls, a great way to start a conversation about the missed opportunities going on. But if you could do that for every aspect of the practice, 
people would be able to open up their eyes to how many, how much money they're losing and how much they're lacking in the customer service experience. Unfortunately, you can't do it. So it's kind of always a focus on the mystery call being on the new patient call. The other one is, is the fact that everybody, every receptionist uses the same language. When you ask them, how much do you charge for Invisalign or how much do you charge to do a crown or what's the first experience like? Tell me more about it. The response is the same in 100% of the practices. It's boring, it's blah, and it doesn't speak the consumer language. Now, to a healthcare professional, the things you say, you're going to get x-rays, you're going to spend time with the doctor, blah, blah, blah. Because you value x-rays, you value photos, things like that, it means a lot to you. To the consumer, who doesn't even know what those things are, and if they do, they don't value them, it's an x-ray machine, so what? That's what the consumer's thinking. Unless you're able to speak about it in a way that gets them to value it just like you guys do. And healthcare professionals don't do it that way. And that is why you want a competitive marketplace. Because if you get it through your head that you must function like what the top 1%, the entrepreneurs that you see on TV, forget healthcare, forget that you own a healthcare practice and understand that you have a business. The way Mark Cuban... The way Steve Jobs, the way all, and I use those names because everybody knows them, it's easy to understand. They do it differently than everybody else. It's not magic that they got where they got. It didn't just happen. It happened because they operate differently, which is what new patient group clientele does. You know, we all call each other freaks because we all do things differently than everybody else. Our clientele thinks differently. It's why they succeed. It's why they're just absolutely killing it. Because they are a consumer-centric business, and they are doing things that the consumer wants, not what healthcare has always done. And one of those ways is the way they speak. And right now, using the example of the new patient call, if you get it through your head that you must operate differently, you must speak differently, you must do the things internally, you must become a better CEO, your management team needs to improve, your staff needs to always be training on how to get better. Why do you think the Ritz-Carlton is who they are? Picture that in your head. Why? Why them? Why do they have a reputation that they do? And I'll tell you why. And they're doing something that you don't do. Training. They are always training their people. They block time every week. They meet as a group. They meet as an organization. They make their managers role play. They make their people role play. They make their top level executives role play. Always, constantly getting better. Do you do that? Our clients do, but do you do that? And be thinking about that because if you want to win in a competitive marketplace, there's no outside advertising that does that because outside advertising, and there's some exceptions, which is a a topic for another show. It's educational-based marketing, which is a, a topic for another show, not today. But marketing out your doors does not put any value on what you offer. And see, when you win via value, that's how you destroy your competition because they can't do it. Very, very few businesses understand how to get the Ritz-Carlton reputation. And this is always what drives me crazy, is think of the thousands of hotels out there that people could choose for. Why would somebody spend more to stay at the Ritz-Carlton? I talk to our practices about this all the time. 
This theory about we've got to be the cheapest, or price is the only way we can win, or even if we want to be more expensive, how do we do it in an insurance-driven marketplace with practices on every corner? And the answer is, is you have to be exceptionally internally. You have to be exceptional internally, and now you're not. I know you're not without even stepping foot in your practice because you don't have ongoing training on the commercial skill sets, five-star customer service, sales fundamentals, accountability, motivation, time efficiency, overcoming objections, handling complaints, new patient telephone call, financial presentation, all of that stuff and a thousand more that occur every day are all, are all commercial components of your business, makes up over 90% of your practice. With people in healthcare that don't have a background in doing any of those things in the commercial world. It's such a disconnect, it's just crazy. But when you get your people trained, not a three-day, hey, we're going to fly across the country with the whole staff, we're going to spend 10 grand, we're going to learn all this stuff, and then we're going to come back to the practice, and yeehaw, everyone's just going to be great, and there's going to be no more learning, and oh my gosh, and that's how healthcare does it. People don't learn that way. That's not how people learn. You didn't learn your clinical expertise that way. Or if you're a chef at one of the restaurant clients that we have, you didn't learn your skill set that way. Then why in the world would you think a company could help you if you fly them, you and your staff, to learn a new patient call or to go learn some new Invisalign techniques at a weekend, whatever, and then come back and then just blah. You're lucky, to, you're lucky that you remember 10% of it. You don't know how to implement it effectively. There's no accountability measures in place. You don't meet weekly as a team to constantly revisit it. You don't role play with your people. So of course, a competitive marketplace is trouble for you. But if you're the practice that understands that my people need to be trained on an ongoing basis... We need to meet weekly as an organization. We need to block time every week to meet as an organization. And inside the 99%ers' minds, oh gosh, how can we do that? We're going to lose production. And that's how 99% of people think. Meanwhile, the top 1% that's destroying everybody else and loves competition. Man, I, I hope there's 50 dental practices or 100 orthodontic practices all lined up next to each other, one after another after another, because we're going to do things so far exceptional to every one of them that the brand and the reputation that spreads across the community is I wouldn't go to any of those people but this practice. And, oh, by the way, this practice happens to be the most expensive of all the rest of them. Because otherwise, the Ritz-Carlton would go out of business. The Ritz-Carlton's probably, they're probably not the most expensive, but they're certainly in their area the most expensive compared to other hotels around them. So why would somebody go to the Ritz-Carlton and spend more money? And I always love getting these, comp these other consultants, you know, who will tell practices you can't win on value anymore, blah, blah, blah. Well, then how come all the family-owned restaurants out there that charge more than the chains, how come all the, the ritzy, no pun intended for Ritz-Carlton, but the ritzy hotels out there that charge so much more than the other 10 hotels in the, you know, within three streets of them, how come people go there? They go there because they buy the experience. But the experience has to be created from within. Your people have to be worked with. 
They have to be improved. They have to be, there has to be a culture of excellence and accountability at all times. Your people have to hold each other accountable for a standard of excellence that goes above and beyond what the healthcare profession has ever even known. And that comes with ongoing training. And then accountability to make sure that training is implemented at a high level and continually gets better week after week. Now, we're just talking about a few small, tiny of examples. But the point is, is that you should welcome competition. You should welcome competition. I do. I really don't think we have competition. Even though there's thousands of consultants out there, we've reversed the model. We've absolutely turned the model on its head. Because again, human beings having somebody come into the practice for six months, whether you as the CEO, the management team, the staff, it doesn't work. You flying to someone else's facility doesn't work. It does not work. It's one of the reasons why we have our practice growth platform that remains a part of your organization forever. Because that is what it takes, the ongoing repetition forever. And some people just can't wrap their head around that. It's so different than what healthcare has always been used to. Oh, we're going to go to this exciting event for a few days and we're going to learn all this stuff. And then we're going to come back to the practice and then somebody explain to me how those things get implemented at a high level. And nobody ever can because they don't. Everybody recognizes that as an issue. Human beings, you, me, whoever, cannot retain enough of an information, enough information from a few-day big event to come back to an organization and get it implemented at a high level. That's science talking. It's not me talking. So the reason why I don't even think we have competition, and it's just how I view it from a CEO perspective, is because we're so different than what else is offered out there. And it's, again, the reason why our clients succeed at the level they do. And our reputation, the reason why I'm bringing up us right now, is to get a point across, is that our reputation is, look, these guys get the job done. They do things very differently. They're going to make sure you as a CEO, you as the doctor, your management team, they're going to work on you too. Because the facts are, it doesn't work without the management team knowing how to do what we do when we're not there. And that's where other companies lack, by the way. Because you're the one that may be investing in us, we don't hide away from telling you how it is and the truth. Because that is what makes it work. Our reputation is also, look, they are going to transform your staff to the place where your competition can't even compete. They're good with people. The staff love them. The management team love them. We love them. And I'm speaking from our client's perspective from a doctor telling another doctor about us. We're very close with our clientele. Very close. I love that about our company. Love it. More of a family type atmosphere. You're not a number with us. But at the same time, that company will make sure you invest your hard-earned money to getting it done. We're not cheap. And that's what I love about our reputation. Look, they get the job done, huge return on investment. They're going to ensure you have the best years of your career. Staff love them. I love them as a doctor. But look, they probably cost more than most, if not everybody in the industry. And I love that reputation because that's the same type reputation as the Ritz-Carlton. People also talk about how great our customer service is. We get back to people in timely fashions, etc. 
And that's the reputation New Patient Group has launched around the world now. And I love that because that's what we teach. We teach you how to be so fabulous internally in every aspect to where your reputation in the community is, hey, look, that practice will treat you in a way that you've never experienced before in healthcare. The things they do, whether it be the customer service, patient experience, the wow factor that you get inside that place, when you leave it, you're almost asking yourself, what in the heck just happened? In a good way. Doctors friendly, staff is amazing, but in a different way than what a lot of healthcare, but of course you as a practice, I hope you think you're friendly, but we ensure you're friendly in a different way, meaning that the words that come out of your mouth, the consumer just loves because you're speaking their language. Your staff is speaking their language. The way the office is set up, everything from the new patient call to the financial presentation, what happens even after that. Everything is done in a different way than any other practice the consumer's ever been to. And that gets them talking around the community. And it also allows you to charge more. Because in a competitive marketplace, you cannot win on price. It doesn't mean you're going to have a horrible practice that's going to go out of business. So when I say that, I mean you cannot win in a way that we're talking about. If you want to be the cheapest, fine, go ahead. I hope you know how to run that model. But if you want to be the cheapest, go ahead. But if you want people to value what you offer to where they spend more because of it, there's only one way to do it, and that is internal. Outside advertising doesn't accomplish it. Now, things you do on social media and things you do with your web design help accomplish it, and that's why we offer those services as well. Because we want to make sure that each leads to the next. If you're doing social media that drives them to your website, And here's the other issue in healthcare. It's always been this way. You pay a company for social media, right? Okay, let's say, picture that in head. You hire a company, they're doing social media for you. They may be good, they may be bad somewhere in between, but that's beside the point. One of the social media posts gets a consumer to go, hmm, interesting, click on it, takes them to your website. That's then designed by another company. The website's designed in a way that does not pick up where your social media left off and the website doesn't convert them, all right? You, in turn, don't know that they didn't convert on the website. You think the company you're paying social media to didn't do their job. This always drives me crazy. I talk about this all over the world. And it really gets light bulbs to go on because now you're blaming the social media company when in actuality, it's your website company that it didn't convert, Or, because very few practices actually track stats that actually matter, every practice will tell you, yeah, my production's this. This is how many new patients we had. We collected this last month. But the second you go, what's Susie's new patient call conversion? What's Betty's compared to Susie's? What's Tommy's compared to those two? Who wins every month? Nobody can tell you because very few, if any, practices outside our clientele actually track those stats. And those are the stats... Obviously, we're talking, again, as an example of the new patient call, but those can be applied to hundreds of things inside your practice every day. And that's what our clients track, the stats that matter. It's the behind-the-scenes reasons on why your production collections of new patients are what they are. Got to track those stats. Because the other problem is, is say the social media company is doing their job. You click on something. It takes you to your website. Your website company is doing their job. So they, somebody picks up the phone and calls you. 
Susie answers the phone, Betty, Tommy, whoever answers the phone, and drops the call because they don't know how to overcome a price inquiry. Then, because you're not tracking the stats, then you're going to think, hmm, why isn't my website sending me business? Why isn't social media sending me business? When actuality, it did, but the phone call, you dropped. But you don't know because you're not making sure your staff is tracking that information and entering it somewhere daily, which is another great thing about our practice growth platform. It's a place to enter stats that nobody else tracks. They spit them out automatically to you as the owner, and you have complete oversight of the performance of your employees, your lost opportunities, etc. But see, that's how you know what's working and what isn't. That's why we offer digital marketing and then internal training as one. Now, you can get anything you want. You don't have to get it all together. But that's the beauty of the ones that do is they all work in harmony. They all work in harmony together. We ensure the social media stuff we're doing adds value marketing through educational-based consumer psychology marketing that increases traffic to your website. And because we know what we're doing and the type campaigns we're running, the type people we're targeting, the website design's set up in a way that gets people to convert and call you. Then the new patient telephone call training converts those people. And that's how it all works. It works one step at a time. Each step has to function at highest levels, higher than your competition. When you do, you destroy everybody. And that's why competition's good. The more practices, the better, because it gives you the opportunity to do it differently than everybody else out there. And when you do, does it happen tomorrow? Of course not. Does it happen next year? Probably not either. But over the course of time, and that's what brand awareness is. We didn't develop our brand in a year. We developed our brand through hard work, and we don't spend money on marketing. We get our new business from client referrals and referrals from great companies out there, such as Align Technologies, an example. Their people are just fantastic. They believe in what we do, and and we help grow their practices. And it's absolutely fantastic they believe in us the way they do. But the point is, is that we always have to be on our game. We have to do things internally to ensure that people do refer to us. Because there's a lot of companies out there that gain business through pay-per-click ads that, that stink. They're not any good. But because they're paying money to advertise, a lot of people don't know they're not good, so they still get clientele. When you get your business 100% from referrals, you better be good. You better be amazingly good, and the feedback from your clients to the people that referred better be great, or the referrals go away. And I bring that up again because that's how you thrive in a competitive marketplace. You constantly improve yourself. You can't, doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. Lord knows we make mistakes. But mistakes are good. They're good because it's the only way you learn from them, improve them, put a solution in place to hopefully ensure they don't happen again. And then other mistakes come down the road. And I, I use an analogy, and obviously, you know, I, I chuckle a little bit because this isn't a good thing. But all the plane, all the all the plane crashes throughout history, obviously they're horrible. But the beauty part about them is, is that aviation has learned what the problem was that created the crash, and they fix the problem that saves thousands of lives in the future. Now, what's so amazing about that is, is think how safe airline travel is now because of the problems that have happened in the past. Now, obviously, they're tragedies, but I'm just trying to make the point is that problems, mistakes, help you get better in the future. It's why the CEOs, the best ones, are quick to implement. They get an idea, it's implemented tomorrow. 
They may royally screw it up. It may cause a massive disaster, but that's the only way you get better because I can ensure you if you have an idea and you try to plan it out to be perfect for two years, once you launch it, you're going to mess it up just as bad as if you did it two years prior. So you might as well just get it ready and launch it. But that's how you improve yourself. So don't be afraid to make a mistake. It's okay. But back to that brand awareness. Over the course of time, your brand creates an image throughout the community of excellence, of superiority, of five-star customer service, a standard that's so far above and beyond anybody else in healthcare in your area, it isn't even close. But see, the things I'm talking about require you to have a mindset of a famous entrepreneur because very few people can comprehend this way of thinking. Even though it makes sense to most buddy, to most people, most people would go, yeah, great customer service is going to allow me to probably charge a little bit more. It's going to help my brand. But see, saying it is one thing. Actually achieving it the way the best do is totally different because that requires you, again, to do things that nobody else does. To ensure Tommy, Betty, Susie are constantly training on the phones. Not a weekend. They're getting the training every week, forever in your organization. Never ending. Role plays. Overcoming objections. Putting them in constant hard positions to ensure their success and to ensure your success. We talk about this all the time. Every word out of your people's mouth. Every word your staff says, the way they dress, the way they speak, the way they comb their hair, the way they wear their makeup, the way their shoes are tied, everything you are at the mercy of for your entire career because your people in any business, dentistry, orthodontics, plastic surgery, restaurant, oil and gas company, new patient group, everybody, your people are what build your business And what spreads either the right image that you want people to think about you or the wrong one. And if it's not the right one, it's automatically the wrong one. There is no in-between. It's like sushi. For those of you that (laughs) I always ask, you like sushi? I've, I've never in all the years having that conversation get a, yeah, it's okay. It's either a, oh man, I love sushi. Or a, ooh, oh God, don't put that in front of me. So it's like a love hate deal. And it's the same thing with your staff. Anything less than a love relationship, it stinks. There's no in-between. Anything less than a five-star customer service rating is a failed grade. And it's not a criticism, and that's the way the staff's going to look at it. It's the fact that, hey, look, these are skill sets that healthcare employees don't come with. So they end up just doing it however they do it. And then that's when competition becomes a problem because you're unable to separate yourself from anybody else. And I hate to tell everybody that's listening that's a clinician today, but the facts are your clinical skills don't matter. I'm just going to flat out say it. They do not matter in the scheme of whether or not you will be successful as a business. Now, at the same time, of course it's important. I'm making a point. Of course we have high level respect for it. You do something I certainly can't do. But the point is, and this is consumer language, straightening teeth to a consumer, everybody can do that. I want to see what else they're going to do. And this is why the Invisalign numbers, orthodontist, you're not going to like this, but I'm just using it as an example because it's a factual piece of information. It's the reason why the Invisalign numbers in our GP practices go up so much. Now, they go way up in our orthodontic practices as well, but I'm just making a point. It's because in the GP environment, 
the purchase of Invisalign is totally different than the process in an orthodontic practice. Most people walk into a GP practice not looking for Invisalign. There's exceptions based on the advertising that's going on. Most people, that's something that starts out of a hygiene room. Not everybody, but most. So therefore, the reason why Invisalign starts goes so high in our GP practices is the patient is buying into the experience. They're buying into the people. They just happen to purchase Invisalign. Now, there's obviously things you have to do right from an Invisalign standpoint, taking photos, a lot of other things. But the point is, is that if you do all those things right, but Betty stinks in the phone, Janice can't present money properly, the patient experience is what a healthcare practice considers a patient experience. It's not actually a five-star customer service level. The employees don't know what to say and when to say it. You can do all the Invisalign things you want right. People will, that doesn't mean that they won't buy it. They will, but not nearly at the level is if you get all those other things right along with a great Invisalign growth program within a hygiene room. You do that, people are now buying the experience in addition to the Invisalign case. It's a totally different sale and it's a totally different process. When you accomplish it, your Invisalign numbers go nuts. They go nuts. Now, the facts are worth the dotest listening out there. GPs are going to do Invisalign whether you like it or not. We talk about this all the time. So there's actually ways to still get referrals at a higher level from GPs doing Invisalign than the ones that don't. And the reason being is, for many reasons, one of them is, is the ones that don't don't even talk about it. They don't make any money on it, so they're not having the clinical discussion and hygiene or as the doctor to the patient about why aligning teeth is so important and what could happen to you if you don't. They don't even have that conversation unless the patient brings it up, because they don't make any money on it. I think that's really sad, but it's also the facts. So we think you should partner with the GPs doing Invisalign because they're not, they're not going to do the really tough cases, at least most of the time. So who are they going to send those cases to? You should be their tough case buddy. But that's why I wanted to talk about is how important the experience is and getting people to buy into that. And when they do, you destroy your competition. It doesn't matter how many of them there are. Because you're creating a brand throughout the community that's so vastly superior to what other people are saying. And that goes back to the what the consumers know and what they don't. And that's why I said your clinical skill is not going to matter or factor in how great you can be. There's been practices grow with our program. Their own staff comes and tells us how bad the doctor is clinically. They wouldn't even let their own doctor work on them. And some of those doctors have had three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar growth in in one year. And those are single practices. That doesn't even count the ones that we have that are multi-locations. I'm talking one practice growing that much and the staff coming to us saying, hey, look, our doctor's terrible. Just want you to know. Our response is, look, we're not here for the clinical side of things. We'd almost prefer not even to hear that. But they still tell us because we have that relationship with the staff inside the environment. But I bring that up because consumers don't know if you put in a bad crown. What they do know is if you hurt them and if whether or not the experience was exceptional. Those are the two things they know. Now, obviously, we're not saying your clinical skill doesn't matter. Don't take me literal. But I want to make the point to you that the consumer doesn't know what you know. So a lot of things that are important to you are not important to them. What's important to them is they didn't wait in your waiting room. They were greeted immediately. They didn't have to wait. You respected their time. The new patient call was very went well. Financials were presented to them in a customized fashion based on how they make their buying decisions. I could give another hundred examples. Those are the things that they really care about. 
Now, when you combine them all together with the things that you care about by speaking them in a way that get the consumer to care about them, then you've got the best of both worlds and you explode. But if you are able to give a great customer, five-star customer service that the Ritz-Carlton's trained in, and you don't hurt them, they love you and they're going to buy from you and they're going to refer to you. Even if the crown you put in their mouth was the worst crown in the history of mankind. Orthodontist is the same way. Until the finished product comes out, they don't know that much about whether or not you know how to move teeth or not. But they certainly know if they liked you. They certainly know the people skills of the staff. They certainly know the patient experience. They certainly know those commercial things. And the commercial things are the things that practices lack, even the best ones. That's a lot what New Patient Group works with. The vast majority of our clientele are the heavy hitters because there's few companies, very few companies qualified to be able to take somebody that's vastly successful and double them in size without them spending one nickel on outside advertising. Very few companies are qualified to be able to take somebody like a Dr. Regina Blevins as an example, a Dr. John White Those are two examples of major heavy hitters that are clients of ours that are exceptional practices, exceptional operations that have grown significantly with us. And the point is, is that you still, even in those practices, have lacking commercial skill sets. And when you fix those and improve them, everything explodes. And that is why you should want competition, why competition is a good thing, because I can ensure you the things we're talking about, your competition is not doing it. It gives you a unique advantage, a unique opportunity forever to destroy and outperform your competition by working and implementing things from an upper level management standpoint, all the way down to the janitor in your practice and everybody in between, everything being done on a famous entrepreneur level with innovation, customization, and commercial skill sets for all of you. And also ensure your digital marketing presence at the same time is better than your competitions, which in healthcare is not too difficult because your digital presence in healthcare, companies don't do it right. And they don't do it right because it's a watered down version of what marketing's supposed to, to be able to offer a cheap service that doctors are willing to spend. Social media is hard. A good web design and SEO, that's hard work. Hard work. And we're happy saying, hey, look, if you don't want to invest in greatness, we're okay. Best of luck. Use somebody else. And that's what's helped us create our brand, create our reputation. And why in a competitive marketplace we're thriving because everything we offer is so vastly different than everybody else. And that's how we teach you to do it. And why competition is a great thing. I hope this helped you guys put a little bit different mindset moving forward in that, hey, look, it's not because... There's competition out there that we may not be doing as good as we otherwise could, why we might be losing some business. It's not because of that. And by the way, competition is also anybody else that that consumer can spend their disposable income on that's not a healthcare practice, Best Buy, Mercedes dealership, anything that they see value in and can choose to spend their disposable income on is your competition, which means it goes far beyond just another dental practice or orthodontic practice Or even if you're a plastic surgeon or if you're a restaurant owner, the other restaurant that offers the same type food you do down the street. It's not those things that are keeping you 
from being far superior and achieve greatness and do everything and beyond your wildest dreams for your organization. It's your mindset and how you're supposed to grow your business. It's the internal operations. That is what keeping that's what keeps you from absolutely putting all of your competition out of business. That's what it is. And if you have that mindset to constantly be focusing on the internal, how we can do it better, how I can improve myself, how I can improve my management team, my leadership team, how I can improve my staff, and how to ensure that every operation within our organization is documented and I have people that are trained on an ongoing basis to follow every single one at the highest possible levels. And when you do that, competition is a great thing because you will destroy them because you'll be so different in the mind of the consumer and so vastly superior. And you'll be able to attract a consumer that wants and is willing to spend more money because they're buying into the experience. They're buying into the greatness. Those people will always exist, even though we're dealing with a changing consumer. And like I said, otherwise, the family-owned business, the Ritz-Carltons of the world, and the hundreds of other type professions out there that have people and companies within them that charge more than everybody else, they would all go out of business. The facts are you can charge more, but you have to be great internally. Have to be great internally. Have to change your mindset from a CEO perspective and management team perspective. I appreciate you guys listening today. Change your mindset and change your business. You will destroy your competition. Have a great day. Uh, We're looking forward to our next episode coming up soon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.